Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome into yet another to be specific 205th episode of the penny bloom podcast it is i colton robertson and today i am joined by joseph george what's up homie what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you and since it is wednesday and we had a brand new episode of it today we're doing the Moon Knight's Watch. Those who hear it, hear it. Those who don't, won't. Let's talk Moon Knight, baby. And this was a this was a big one. Episode five, Asylum. Mm. A fitting name, considering we didn't leave it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we did, but only to a certain capacity. Mm. Question off rip. Just want to see gauge you here. You think that Harrow has any control over this Harrow that's in the psych ward at all? Or do you think it's a complete reconstruction of whatever Stephen or Mark think? Complete, complete construction. Mm. Uh, I don't think Harrow has the time right now, given what we see develop in this episode. Mm. Uh, souls being judged uh, without their scales being balanced. Just kind of like, uh, oh, there they go. I was wondering, um, I was wondering, like, how long this asylum would be, like, taking place in, like, Earth time. Mm-hmm. Like, I was wondering if this would be, like, an instant in Earth time, but, you know, a long, long stretched out time with for Mark and Steven. Um, I was also wondering... Um, we think that right now that Harrow, that Amit's resurrected, that, you know, that that's the souls being judged or unjudged, right? Yeah. Got a crazy theory here. What if this is the blip and the, you know, it's like. This is what happened. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, like, no way. Like, they've been leading up to Amit this whole time, and this is yeah. what Amit does. But, like. How do they do it on such a grand scale? I guess when Amit's like alive, I don't like, I don't know. I don't know the powers of Amit, you know. We just have Um, no way of gauging it, you know. I, I'm of the mind that this is, this has been Amit awoken and, Mm. uh, and it's, but here's my thing is that like that, that is my gut. I know that to be true. It's Amit, it's Harrow. Harrow's done what he wanted to. I will also say, every other MCU show has had some sort of twist that was like, oh, the problem wasn't what you thought it was. And it would be a little bit of a like, what? Like, Hmm. like this is how he was spared from it. 
Like he, he mm. lived through the, the, like, I don't think that's the case. I think this is definitely, uh, definitely Arthur Harrow taking, taking, uh, you know, his, his power is being exuded. You know, he, uh, he achieved what he set out to do. Mm. Um, and I think that that's probably the purple beam we've seen shoot out of the top of the pyramid in the, uh, trailer. I'm assuming that's going to be kind of yeah. like a, <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Going into this episode, I I thought, you know, we didn't have a lot of time to, you know, do all this free conchu stop mm. Harrow. Um, now we got to do it all next episode. Now we got to get out of here, free conchu and stop Harrow all in the finale. Like they definitely stop Harrow, right? Okay, the only like. I see mate there's maybe a way that Harrow like maybe Amit comes back and Harrow doesn't necessarily agree with something that Amit is doing. I don't know why. I just have this feeling that like Harrow's gonna come back onto the side of like Kanchu and be like, No, like hey, I lied to you guys, you have what I to, thought. You, like you have to free Kanchu. Cause I'm trying to think of like any way that they could free Kanchu. And like it has to be with the help of the gods. I'm assuming. Right. I don't know. Um, and maybe they'll just be like, oh shit, Ahmed is doing this now. Harrow really did set out to do this. Kanchu was right. And maybe then they just free him. Right. Um But I don't know. I mean, I would assume the gods know that this is happening right now. I gotta um, guess, considering they knew when Kanchu did his shit. Whenever mm. they knew he fucked with the sky, they immediately yeah, acted. just moved the moon in front of the sun, and they were like, yo, meeting right now. Yeah. So I'd assume... Amit dropping are... bodies is probably uh, <laughs> is probably something that they'll take notice of. Uh, certainly Tawaret did. Mm. Uh, she was like, yo, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now, mm. uh, but look at all these souls being judged. Um, mm. But let, let's, let's, let's go over this episode a little bit. Uh, and, and it's, and it's broad strokes. Man, was this the WandaVision episode eight of this show? Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I referenced that episode of, of WandaVision because it is far and away up to, up until this episode and probably still including this episode, the most heart wrenching episode of MCU television there's been. Mm. Um, and this was the first time we we entered even relatively the same realm for me in terms of like fuck, oh god, this hurts. Yeah, uh, like the show hasn't made me cry yet until now. Like I was oh, like I did. like yeah, um, like holy shit. Um, I mean, it's like what I am like appreciating right now is the performance that Oscar Isaac is putting on. Like, if he doesn't win some award for literally playing two characters, at least two right now, um, like, I don't know. He deserves. Uh, he's going to win. He's going to win best lead actor in a limited series at the Emmys next year. Mm. Um, I have no doubts about that. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen was up for best actress this last year for WandaVision. She, she probably deserved that. So, you know, who, who knows? It is an MCU show and they kind of smite the. Mm. When it comes to when it comes to that, but uh, it feels like this one's breaking the mold a little bit for what uh, general outside viewers think. Mm. You know, it's really it's really interesting seeing the reception of this show on Twitter uh, from opposite 
sides. Like I'm very, very, very deep into comic book Twitter, very mm. deep into MCU Twitter, and very deep into general television Twitter. Mm. What people are just watching. Uh, and people who don't know shit about Moon Knight, I know people who this is the first step into the MCU. Oh, wow. And they fucking love it. This is... That's what I was going to guess. Oh, yeah. This was the perfect place for them to enter. You know, brand new, not connected to shit. It was like, oh, my God, can't believe I haven't been doing this all along. Mm. MCU Twitter, it's mostly positive. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah. This shit is awesome. This is the best shit we've had so far. Then you get to comic book Twitter. Don't appreciate it so much. With with reason, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, fair, fair. We we t- spoke on this last episode, you know, like we have, and th- there was only there was only even bigger leaps in that opposite direction for them in this this episode. Ah, uh, at, at th- what I did appreciate was that we got that origin story. Mm. You know, we mm-hmm. as far as Conchu uh, is concerned, mm. um, we got the him dying on his way to death at the hands of a CO Bushman who turned on him, killed everybody, tried to kill him, him crawling to the altar before Khonshu and Khonshu granting him his life. You will be my moon knight. Mm. Um, who were like the, prote- or the, uh, what does he say? You, you will protect the blank blank and the travelers of the night. Yeah, who are like, who's that? Like, is that like everybody? Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was like because like the other things he was like, and you will be the vengeance to like the evil doers. Blah blah blah. I oh, get, I get like that. You know, vengeance. like yeah. Oh I, yeah, like I you'll protect that. the travelers of night, which is anyone who exists at night. And okay. the other one is, uh, you will be my fist of vengeance against those who do the wrongdoing. Okay. And, uh, I didn't know if they were if that was referring to someone like in specific no. or like a specific group. Okay, that that makes more sense. Um, just just a general thing, but uh, mm. that 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 origin story was very faithful. Mm. That was incredibly. I was like, thank you. I don't know how else they would have done it. I'm glad they didn't try to do it any other way. That's how you had to do it. Um, now, as far as comics is concerned. With uh, Mark's DID, it does not emerge via child abuse at the hands of his mom. Mm. Uh, as far as comics is concerned, and this ties into a larger thing with this episode and this show as a whole so far, it's it's tied to an anti-Semitic hate crime mm. against oh. him. Hmm. And you you can kind of see, and and this uh, his dad in the comic books is a rabbi. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot more uh, there was a lot more Judaism to be put on displayed to be put on display for the character mm-hmm. than is being done. And uh, a lot of Jewish fans on on Twitter are understandably peeved at the fact that it's kind of like, hey, I get that y'all didn't have to elaborate on it. But uh, you know, could could have used a little more out of you there. Mm. Um, I will say the story was kick ass. Like that shit, heart wrenching, mm. destroyed me. I loved the episode, but you know, you got to listen. You got to listen to the audience whenever 
whenever they feel a little smited at, at, at that, at those sorts of things. Um, and, uh, I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. And I think it's, uh, it's important to weigh in during, during the court sort of, uh, perception of the show, but it's not, it's not the entire perception of the show. You know, it still did move me to tears. This story was goddamn hard to watch at points. Mm. Uh, and I mean, man, just seeing like, like I didn't know, like, cause at the beginning of the episode, it shows his mom like saying, this is all your fault. Like it opens like kind of with that. And like at fir- first watch, I didn't like think anything of it. I'm like, oh, wait, who, like who even mm-hmm. is that? Like the I'm entire assuming- episode hits so different mm. after you've watched it a first time. Yeah. Um, and I didn't pick up on this the first time, but uh, before they go out to the cave, uh, he's drawing a goldfish, and it only has a one fin. fin. And like, oh, you know that Mark like, just bought that get, goldfish in specific, like in specific, you know. And it's like, oh man. And Mark's taking Roro out to the cave, and when he says goodbye to his mom, he goes, "Later's Gators." Mm. Oh, dude, the. The performance, not only by Oscar Isaac, but of that child actor. Mm. Oh, my God. Like, uh, it's not my mom. It's not my mom. Oh, like, my God. Dude, oh. That, that was that was the part that far and away tore me up the most. The mm. it's not my mommy. It's not my mommy. It's not my mommy. Uh, and, and having to it wasn't it was that child's performance. Of course, it was also either Mark or Steven's reactions to seeing it happen. Mm. That was like. Especially Steven. Ooh, man. Was this a, was this a fucking revelation for Steven? Yeah. Huh? I mean, he went through it all in a matter of minutes, you know, and this, this is, is Mark's, you know, his whole life. And he's had, you know, I, it's horrible, but he's had time to, to grasp and to grasp you know, it. think yeah, about it. Understand it. Cause I mean, he goes Maybe through, he goes through, like he sees, the first birthday that they have after Roro's death and mm. you know, the mom doesn't come to blow out the candles. They see the second birthday that they have. And the so mom it's comes been, over and, it's been at like, least a year and some change. And, uh, you know, she comes over and it's just like, I, I would have never thought you would have done something like, you know, just like well, on, I, on, like, you were always jealous of him. I should have yeah, known. Like, like I oh. should. And he just bolts. And I was like, ah, oh, this poor fucking kid and steven and that one steven's reaction to that one also tore me apart because he was so confused he was like what are you doing mom he he goes mom what are you doing Mm. and it was like a, oh no fuck i'm like getting chills and and just like thinking about it man that shit was that shit was heartbreaking and uh and Mark, you know, breaks it to him. He's like, you know what? Like, like after he realizes, like, oh, you made me up. Dr. Stephen Grant, you know, mm-hmm. or from, from the movie. Oh, my gosh, you made me up. Like, and then whenever he's like, when you got danger, to live a good life. Oh. Hmm. When danger is near, Stephen Grant has no fear. Mm-hmm. And he used, he utilized that in a moment when he was at his most scared to stop being scared. Ugh. And then Mark brings him, well, brings him out and is like, you do not need to see this, you know, like, 
no one needs to see this. That's the whole point of you. You know, he didn't mean it like that, I guess, you know. Um, right. I guess right. kind of, but, uh. But uh, it was the original point of him, and it's, it's, it's like, uh. Mm. It, it was kind of like a snap, like, hey, like, that's the reason you exist, is so you don't know about those things. Mm. And then, like, he breaks it to him that, like, no, like, mom's dead. Like, she's not alive. And he's like, oh, what are you talking about? I talk to her every day. And now all those phone calls that we heard were just him talking to no one, you know, like just into an empty phone. Yeah. And like, oh man, and that scene where he's he's in the office with Harrow, and he's like, uh, "Can we call? Can we call her?" And she, he's like, "No, you don't. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that." She she, she won't answer. She screams yeah, her she calls. Say, oh. She she won't answer. Uh, and as it gets closer and closer, he's having more and more of a realization and more and more of a con- confirmation to himself. Yeah, I haven't been talking to anyone. Ooh, buddy. This was just moment after moment just digging you deeper and deeper into a fucking pit. Mm. It was strong uh, on the storytelling side. And, you know, I'd say this is the first episode we've gotten so far where I feel like we got this a single, a single episode giving us an arc. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki episode five, Moon Knight episode five, um, WandaVision was, episode eight. True, the like leading up to the finale. They're uh, like, we got to get it all in here, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, man. I don't know what's about to happen next episode now, but like, they really got to get the ball rolling, unless they're like season two, you know, like at the end of this. Which I can't. I don't think so. I, and, and frankly, I don't. I don't think I want a season two. I I want this story to be wrapped up in a season, and I want Moon Knight to have a movie. Like, I, like Oscar Isaac's a fucking movie star. Mm. This that's true. Yeah, I'm just he, like s- seeing if they updated any of the the number of episodes that people are in. If they updated, they the almost cast certainly had to have done that for Amit. Yeah, because uh, not a, wait, not in. She's not even on here anymore. <laughs> she's not on. She's not in the show at all anymore. She's not even coming up in the season finale. It God was damn. the blip confirmed. Um, it was the blip confirmed. <laughs> I guess that that'll be my my off the wall prediction right now yeah. is that uh, blip not Amit right now. Um, that's my. I don't really believe in it. Um, no, yeah, like, but it's yeah. it's a prediction worth throwing out there. You know, they've been ambiguous about the time period. Mm. Uh, they've expressly gone out of their way to tell us. The creators have gone out of their way to tell us it's not connected to stuff that's happened in the MCU, which we know they're notoriously lying to us. So, mm. you know, I mean, never know. Never know. The world, like London, it seemed very pre-blip. People were happy. I don't know. I guess people were happy after, Hopefully. like, everyone came back, you know, and all. But, like, it it, it doesn't seem like the five-year gap um, where people were just all depressed and, like, the world was all just, like, blank. Yeah, it's definitely not happening during that. It's either before or after. Mm. And I guess... After is the logical It's probably move. after. Um, uh, it's probably, yeah, they're probably not going back to the blip. But I mean, I, it would be it would be a super interesting twist, super interesting story element 
uh, and it would be it would be very MCU of them to mm. let us down in such a massive way. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe maybe Amit is resurrected, and and then Arrow's like, "All right, do your thing." You know, I've been I've I, I've I've amassed you so many followers. Here you go. It's exactly what you want. And maybe Amit's like, "That's not like what I'm actually about," or something like that. Like maybe like she was imprisoned wrongly, you know, or like. Maybe like like Conchu was like it's not like fully understood or something, and then blip happens, and then Harrow just takes like credit for the blip and says that it was like Amit or something like that. It's like the mm-hmm. only way that I see like it happening. It's not gonna happen, but uh, no, I I, <laughs> I see where your head's at. You know, the MCU brand's always got to be on full blast. There's sure. no way to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a guarantee, but uh. It, it it is interesting. You, you mentioned a little bit ago about Harrow being the the therapist mm. in the in the reality or in the construct that that Stephen or that the mm-hmm. uh, the Egyptian afterlife has laid before him. Yes, only really one interesting of many afterlifes, and one that was expressly named was the ancestral plane of Wakanda, which was. I was like, okay fucking cool they're just like the cool all of them drop. exist yeah. Yeah. Depend- what, whatever you believe in that one's happening somewhere uh it's kind of a good way just to be like to not throw out any religion you know and just be like yeah only egyptian and then the wakandan plane exists because like i guess those are the only ones afterlife that we've seen so far i guess odin just kind of blips himself and yeah, assumingly you know, he, uh, goes to some asgardian hey, he went to valhalla yeah he went to yeah. valhalla i guess it's real it's legit. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah, the, the field of reeds, how beautiful that was. I guess, you, were you, uh, talking more on, on Hera though as the therapist? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was going to tie that back to the, the lack of acknowledging, uh, Stephen and, or, and Mark's dad. Um, uh. it seemed like he had a much better relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. But he also never would talk to his dad about the shit he's going through. He's just that kind of guy. I think it would have made a lot like a lot of logical story sense and created a little bit more of an interesting mystery for us if at the end of the last episode when we see him in that therapist meeting with Harrow, it was the dude who played his dad. Mm. And Arthur was a different Arthur was some other guy in the asylum. And it would have it would have brought in a whole other opportunity to present him as a rabbi who's consulting with him and sort of like i was gonna ask i was gonna be like well maybe like maybe the reason they didn't go into all of that is because they didn't really know where to tie him in but that would have been like i immediately thought of a way to tie him in so i was like perfect yeah like wow i was like so it's it's kind of it it felt a little like it's an express choice and you know it is ethan hawk you're not going to miss out on giving Ethan Hawke another opportunity to act his ass off. But, uh, and cause his role as Dr. Harrow, I fucking love that character. I'm too. a little suspicious of him though. Like, cause he says some things that like, he seems genuinely helpful here. Like he doesn't seem that there's any agenda. There's no, I don't know. But like, he keeps saying like, uh, he says for for us to understand 
you. Like, like, but the way he said it wasn't like as a therapist or like as like the, in the the plane to understand what's like happening. It was like to figure out how to balance his scales. Yeah, and I like the only thing I can go back to is like he has judged everyone and he's gotten a reading, a clear reading of everyone. And Mark and Stephen is the only person seemingly that we've known of that has not given him a true reading. Um, and I'm just curious if he's like. I've woken up Amit now. Now I need to know like what the scales say for this, for, for Mark and Steven. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like, cause in the credits, um, for one, Jake's, uh, suit is becoming a lot more clear in the credits. Uh, mm-hmm. like it's like way more visible, but also when it shows Harrow, it shows Conchu behind Harrow. It's the only time Conchu like shows up in the credits whenever he's not just his skull and it's like mm. full conchu it's it's harrow's cane um or i guess not his cane but the, the cane yeah. harrow and then and then conchu right behind him and uh hmm. i'm gonna make another prediction is uh like is that if you have been an avatar of a god before that there is some sort of connection that you keep like no matter what i feel um it did seem like he heard him earlier on in the series whenever he was like let me guess he's telling you this and i guess it could just be like he was his avatar he knows what he's gonna say he knows all of his tricks um but i don't know i i'm just a little suspicious of it the way he phrased some things uh in the like in the therapy sessions were a little i don't know just a little suspicious to me um, I get you. I, I, I get, I get the suspicious mind. I, I was definitely analyzing him a little bit more this, this time around as well. Uh, but learning that this is a factor of the Egyptian afterlife, mm. I thought Dr. Harrow was kind of his guide through it in a weird way. It led him to all the conclusions he needed to lead to. Like, you need to uh, let Steven in. You need to let him know. And then immediately they know. jump into the room and mm-hmm. he fills him in. And there's, I can't remember exactly what he says early, earlier on in the episode, but there's something like on rewatch, I remember going like, it feels like this is them giving him hints mm. as to how to figure this out. Uh, and you know, that could be Harrow going like deep with it and, being being involved in the afterlife somehow through Amit. Um, Maybe Harrow's dead? Much to think about. But I guess why would he be in... Steven's construct? Yeah, yeah because Tarette also says this is, a, this is specifically his construct. He, she's never seen anything like it. Or they've never seen anything like it. Uh, it's not usually a psych ward, but... Mm. Hi. And man, they were. Why did it take Steven falling off to balance the scales? You know, they were doing so good and it was slowing down so much. And like, I'm like, they're going to do it, you know, well, like, because they were getting closer and closer to that point. Mm. Uh, like, he's not gone. Like, there's no part of me that is like, we're not seeing Steven again. 
Like no, yeah, we definitely are. They're gonna like, figure some shit out because he's not the only one who's there unjustly. Mm. All those people Harrow is fucking killing also need to be let out somehow. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily tied to the tied to uh, Stephen, but my thing I mean, is he is frozen us- right before the gates of Osiris and like reaching out for it. Like, it, I mean, he look, he was reaching out for the boat in in Mark, but and Osiris was right there. Like, it'd be real cool if Stephen like leads everyone through the gates again, you know, like kind of Batman style with the flare leading through the, the, you know, the Madison square garden, the water sort of style, like Steven. Well, we see other beings, the, the spirits of the duad or whatever come to life and bring, try to bring them in to the, Mm. the sea of sand. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, like I don't think it's beyond possibility that he like, wakes up or comes to life and is like, bloody hell, let's get the fuck out of here. Mm. Uh, but, uh, I, uh, nah, I definitely think we still got Steven. To, we've still got Steven, you know? The thing for me is that they've teased the third sarcophagus. You don't tease a third sarcophagus and not follow through on the third sarcophagus. It's not like we're just going to be like, yep, that's going to remain there and out of sight. Mark and Steven are dead. Because they, like, I know we're focusing on the fact that Steven's in sand. Mark's in the field of reeds. He's dead, too. He's just in heaven. You know, like, it's like, uh, they're both, they're both fucking dead. Um, so what was the plan? Even if their scales balanced out while they were both alive, they would have just gone to the field of reeds and not through the gate of Osiris then? Or like, did Mark choose to just be like, to? I think they both had to successfully, like, I don't think that that was an option. Tarad even says like, she's not even sure if it would work. Ah. She's like, I, like I've never seen this before. I'm yeah. guessing that if we don't get them balanced and we get there, like if you get them balanced and we get there in time, y'all will both just go ahead and return. But I don't think they were ever going to find balance unless one of them, one of them wasn't there anymore. Because she's like, they both feel uncom, they both feel incomplete. And you know, we theorized, well, they're going to be incomplete until they find the third one. Uh, and you know, that still could be at play. Like that, mm. that still could be another way to bring this in here. Uh, it will be really interesting now, though, to say that that would be what completes them. Because we got the entire backstory for Mark and Steven. And then Jake just showing up? I don't know. Like, like maybe? I, I, don't, I don't even know uh, if I, I want that. Like, Okay. Mark loses a brother. And what does he do? He creates, like, another identity maybe. for himself he kind of loses a brother in steven so maybe instinctually he create you know he has like another moment of just pure um i guess he's in heaven he's like in the field of like he's like doing great i don't know maybe he, I, I don't know 
how that all works. But maybe he he gets to another point where he's like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like it's too hard. It's and that's it, how Jake. But it seemed like they're implying that Jake already existed. And like in the credits, it's three everything. Like his face is split into three. There are three different looks of the suit that we. I mean, like last episode and this episode that we've gotten. I haven't looked into previous credits. I don't know. Maybe Jake's suit's been there the whole time. I don't know. Um, but like, it's three everything. Um, I mean, that's my thing right now. Is that like there? I, it's it's going to be too creative for me to predict. Mm. You know, like that. Like if if it involves Jake, like that could just be like a little foreshadow. Like one day we'll pick up on that. Uh, like even when they showed him outside the, what we learn later is him at his mom's funeral. Mark at his mom's funeral, and he was like, "Do you remember this?" And he's and Mark kind of like feigns ignorance. At, mm. at the first time I'm watching that, I don't like I don't take it as feigning ignorance. I take it as like I don't remember every time I was on a street. Like uh, I was like, "Oh shit, bet there he is!" Mm. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, he steps back and he's like, "Glad he didn't ask anything more on that." Like mm-hmm. the second watch, I yeah, I realized that. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. And I was like, "All right," and I'm I'm perfectly cool with that. That lends itself to a much better story the way they've laid it out before us so far. You know, like it would like. Wouldn't make a lot of sense for Jake to be like torn the fuck up over this. Uh, as I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to see where they'll where the hell they'll go with this. Because um, the only j- time Jake has like come up that we know of is like whenever he was chasing the the three like guys with the knives and like trying to get information on where uh, Harrow was and. I guess maybe in the mirror at the end of episode three, uh, maybe that was Jake. You know, like that's, that's all we've gotten of Jake. That's it. Even if it is Jake, who knows? Maybe there'll be like Bob or, or you know, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stick with Jake. Um, but I think that's fair. Now, like I, I have no fucking idea how they intend on that. And now that it didn't happen in this episode, I'm, I'm, I'll be shocked if they act on it next episode. You know, like it feels like it's almost too, like, and we say this with every single MCU show. If they haven't done it yet, it's too little too late. Like, goddamn, there's no way they can do it, you know? And we've said it almost every show, and every show we've been like, well, I don't know, they fucking figured it out. Uh, it might not have been the most fulfilling, but they figured out how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, my thing right now is I can't even fathom how Jake would tie in. So, so right now I'm not even expecting him next week. Um, I might have something. Mark gets to go back on his own. He gets back. I guess. Does he go back in the body that his bullet is in? Like, you know, like that's what that's what like she even said like. You'll just go back to a body that that you know that has two bullets in it. Like, yeah, like what do you do? They go back in completely different bodies. You know, like do they wake up in a completely different? They're gonna they're gonna have to wake up Conchu before Mark can come back to life. Mm. Okay, say that happens. Mark goes back. 
and he tries to talk to Steven. It doesn't work. Like, Steven is no longer in there. Like, in the reflection, he's like, Steven, where are you? Steven, Steven. And then someone comes up, and he's like, who's this Steven? You know, and it's like a different voice that we haven't heard. You know, it's this is how Jake maybe comes up. Because Jake is still alive, I guess, maybe trapped in a sarcophagus, sure. But he's in there, and I'd say maybe they die again. Maybe Mark is like, the only way we can get Steven back is if I die, go back to the, the, you know, the, I don't know, what's this plane called? The, is, the, is there an official name for it? There was, I think, but I couldn't, I can't remember. Uh, let's go with the Egyptian afterlife for mm. now, but, uh, they go back and that's how they have to get Steven. And now that Jake, Mark, and Steven are there, they can balance the scales while all of them are still alive. Maybe. Um, so maybe we're not done with the asylum. You know, maybe they go back and, and there's a whole set of memories that, that Jake, you know, maybe it was too hard for Mark or Steven to deal with. So they just gave it to Jake. And that's why Jake is so brutish or is just like, oh, I'm just going to get this done. Like, I'm just getting it done how it has to be done. You know, I don't care. Maybe it's just like he deals with the worst of the worst. I don't know. Um, but yeah, because I forgot that he like, he has surfaced. Mm-hmm. I forgot that happened in, in an episode a few episodes ago where Mark goes, Oh, Steven, what did you do, buddy? And Steven didn't do shit. I forgot about that until just now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's, he is sure fire there. He's there. Yeah. They just don't know about him and didn't let him out of the sarcophagus because they like Steven looked at it and went, I don't want to know what's in there. Uh ah, man, I don't know. So my at the beginning of the episode, you know, Tarrat tells them that their hearts aren't complete. And we took that as well, they need the third. But they ended up acting on it with, they're both half full. Mm. One of them can't exist. With the other, one has to be a full. Be full. I, I don't. I, and given where we leave it this episode, it's like I don't know how the fuck we live. Like how the like the only way the body lives is if they if they revive Conchu and Conchu goes and saves Mark. That's the only way. Um, like it has to be a supernatural thing. There's no way they, they, that Mark and Steven do it on their own. Unless I, the gods are like, grant them another chance or some shit. Hmm. Hmm. It seems that Osiris is the leading god here. I don't know. The one in charge, it seems like. Um, and he seems that he's the God of, you know, I guess it's the gates of Osiris that lets you back into the real world. So like, I'd say he probably can just be like, wake up, you know, here you go. I guess maybe that's how they do it. But I mean, I would much rather be Conchu again, you know, and like him in a sort of like, uh, not redeeming way. Would know, I rather that. it be Conchu though? Because he's like, right. 
manipulating them the whole time. And like, I don't know. I think, if they do want it to be Kanshu now. Um, I don't think it'll be like a redemption for Kanshu, but it'll be a step in the right direction for him to save, save, uh, Mark in a moment where he actually wants to be saved. It's not like a, ah, uh, or, or Layla. Maybe Kanshu, when he wakes up, seizes the opportunity and takes Layla for Moon Knight and, uh, Somehow she convinces him to do it. Uh, maybe, God forbid, we get some sort of soul trade where, uh, Layla's like, if you, if you bring him back, I'm good. Damn. Or, or, she becomes Moon Knight, yes, right away. Contra mm. jumps on it. Layla's then like, no way I'm going to work for you. Sure, you gave me your powers, whatever. You tell me to do anything, I'm not doing it. No way. Like, what What do I have to live for anymore? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then Conchu's like, what if I bring him back? What if I bring him back to life? Then. Then would you be my servant? So, maybe hey. I was right in Layla becoming Moon Knight. Hey, I don't, I don't think it's, I, it feels more now like a, like a, I don't know where the fuck else to go. Like, because, so I don't think we start next episode with Mark. I think we start next episode in the real world with Layla hmm. and we catch up with what Harrow did to wake up on it. I think that's how the episode starts. She eventually has to let Harrow do his thing while she goes and retrieves Kanchu. Uh, we see all that unfold. Her make a not, I, I think, I think we see her make a deal with Kanchu next episode. And, and then we see Mark. Like, I'd be willing to bet it's a good 20 minutes into a 50 minute episode that we see, that we see Mark next week. Um, Is it Towerette? Tawaret? Tawaret. Um, I guess, like, Stephen was like, that's why we have to go back. That's why you have to help us. And she's like, oh, what the heck? Like, oh, okay. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is evil. I-, I will help you. So maybe, like, she's the one that goes back and is like, hey, Osiris, like, hey, gods, like, w- like, this, like, we gotta do something right now. Um, I, I didn't even think about her like going through the gates of Osiris. I guess does she need to? Is she trapped in the the Egyptian afterlife, or can she just freely like roam? I I guess I don't know. Like what? what I, is, I like I don't know if gods can just come and go as they please. You know. I guess what are the gates of Osiris for? Like, has anyone ever made it back? Yeah. Like, like why do they exist if not to go back through? Like, it, it seemed that, like, if your scales don't balance, there you go. You're thrown overboard. That's it. If they do, you go to the Field of Reeds. You're in your, you know, peaceful, eternal life. I don't, I, there wasn't an option of. So what was the option for going back through the gates of Osiris? <laughs> Damn. I don't even fucking know. I will tell you one God 
damned weird sort of uh, uh foreshadowing that we uh you, there was no reason to ever pick up on until Steven ends up in this position is the golden guy on the seat that he talked to reaching out with his arm and his hand straight out uh acting like a statue damn it Oh, he was in the same pose as his boy Crawley. Damn it. Man, now I'm going to rewatch this whole series and I'm going to be like, okay, well, as of right now, I'm like, oh, my boy Steven's gone. But like, he's coming back. Like, I'm, he has to, you know, like, no way. I um, hope it's not wishful thinking, man. Like, I just can't wrap my mind around that being a tasteful. And be good. You know, like, I know we love Steven, but to just use no. him as a sacrificial lamb? In no no way they, like, put up this romance between Layla and him, too. You know, just for it to be like, oh, nope, dead. Um, yeah, like, and this is, this is the character of Moon Knight. If we're going to see Moon Knight again... It's not just going to be Mark Spector. That's not what the character is. And if they take it there, Moon Knight fans will not. I mean, I think I'll be pissed, too. I'll be pissed. Like, like I'm part of the boat where this is all new to me. I'm loving it. You know, like, with all the retcon they've done, I am, like, I'm cool. Like, it's been an amazing story so far. Mm. Um, But, like, if they don't bring Steven back... I mean, I, I, there's just no way. There's no way in my mind that that's what they're doing. Like, right. If they do, they, they fucked up. Um, the only <laughs> MCU connection that I'm making here, or not even, ma- not a connection, like just a thought that I'm having is like, Kang knows everything. Does he know at all of these afterlife realms? Like, does he know what happens there, too? So, I'm becoming more and more... Like, that is... Very, very focused on the events that transpire... In the lives of the creatures that exist. They die, that's it for him. He doesn't get to know what happens after that. Like, like, that's beyond his realm of knowledge. Mark Spector dies, comes back to life. How does that, does he just like, okay, that person died and now they're, they're back? Or like, like that's, that's the only thing that I'm like, like he knows everything and that's his power is knowledge that he knows everything. And like, I don't see him knowing everything that happens in every afterlife realm. You know, like, I feel like it's separate. I feel like it's, it's more of a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Your, your afterlife, I feel like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That was the only quite like question I was having is like, is this like in the T, like, does the TVA, you know, know that Steven falls off the boat and that you know, Mark goes to the field of like, do they know that these events happen or is it just, I don't think they have any way of accessing it mm. and therefore it does not matter to them. Mm. 
Um, like, I don't know, like, there's no way they can just open a time door to the field of reeds. Fair. Like, I can't, I can't imagine that's the case. You know, I guess I don't know the extent of the power of the TVA, and if they are in the quantum realm, what grants, like, what else is in the quantum realm? Is all of this in the quantum realm? Like, do we even fucking know what the quantum realm is? No. Like... All of this is too complicated for the human mind to understand, so it just creates something, you know? So, like, who knows where we actually are, um, if it is anywhere, or if it's just part of consciousness. I don't know. I don't know how how this shit works. Are they, like, how technical are they really going to get, like, with all of this stuff? They, uh, Kang, these questions, they're fun to discuss. It will not will not even become slightly relevant to the Moon Knight show. You know, True. like they like uh yeah, yeah, like they are extremely fun to think about. Uh but whenever Kang pops up again, it'll be funny as hell if he's like, <laughs> I remember. I remember you, Steven. Mm. <laughs> I remember when you fell off that fucking boat and then came back. Mm. Uh yeah, that I mean like uh I think uh that realm of power even with like the once we got to like Eternals and the Celestials, it kind of dwarfed how I felt about the extent of Kang's power. Mm. Like, yes, he had he has massive power, and there's there's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, this is the nicest one, though. This is not the Conqueror, you know. This isn't the one, well, he's still very power hungry, yes, and he's controlling everything, so very, very power hungry, but like. My thing is that like, Loki really fucked everything forever in terms of us thinking about what's supposed to happen and what's not, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I'm over here thinking like, wait, he said he couldn't see past a certain point, Uh, did he know the emergence was going to happen? Wait, he exists in the 31st century. The emergence couldn't have happened. Therefore, it was never supposed to happen. That's why you got to go. Nothing, nothing like that matters until they say it. (laughs) Until they expressly tell us, here's what Kang's doing and what he's thought and what's going on. (laughs) We have no fucking idea. Mm. And man, I have no fucking clue. On how Mark and Steven are coming back. I, I don't know what Kang's doing on the grand scale. I don't know what's happening next episode here. Um, Bro, no. I don't have a fucking clue. I mean, I'm assuming Amit's awake. And Harrow is happy. I guess Layla. That doesn't bode well for her. Because mm-hmm. she had... Oh, I didn't think of that. Maybe she just leaves it behind. Why though? Like maybe she's running, oh, yeah, escaping, she had the... and she drops it. Oh yeah, she had the fucking Ushabti, didn't she? Yeah. So if Amit's awake, did she awake? Did Amit? she wake Amit up? Did she did wake she every wake god up? up? Did she wake like all of them up? And she said, "Fuck it, all out godly war." She's like, I don't know how to wake up specifically, Conchu, but here's a way to wake up all of them. I don't know what that way is. Maybe purple laser shit. Maybe she's like, fuck it. 
if if Conchu's coming back, Ahmed's got to come back too. It's got to happen though. Yeah, see, like it would be really, really interesting if, uh, like, I think I think this finale is going to see Layla be a hero of the series, you know, like kind of save the day, give Mark a chance to take down Harrow for, for real, for real. Um, but damn, I like, I have no idea how Mark gets that chance. Like it, it has, it has to involve gods because they're in the Egyptian afterlife and two different, Realms of the afterlife. Damn. Like he's not on the boat anymore at all. Like he's like, and the, and the abruptness of it. He didn't oh, choose for that so to happen bad. either. No, yeah. I felt so bad for Mark Tawaret. Was just like, oh look, they're balanced. Whoop, and then it just faded around him, and he was like, oh my fucking god, you're kidding me. But man, since I can't figure out what the hell's going on on a grand scale, I figure I might as well just reflect on the absolutely emotionally riveting scenes that we got. Um, you know, Stephen looking at Mark and going, hey man, all those things you said, it's not your fault. Mm. A goodwill hunting moment there. Couple goodwill hunting moments. You don't want to know about that. Mm. You don't want to see that. You're not supposed to know that. Mm. Oof. You were just a child. It's not your fault. And he like fault. he like. Ah. Oh. It's, it's like I shouldn't. I shouldn't have taken him into the cave like that. Like oh my god. And I mean like just for it's 2022 and we've got it. We've gotten a couple superhero shows where uh you know brother accidentally sees the demise of his mm. other of his brother ah. uh in, in peacemaker and moon knight uh and mm. oof every hero has to have a, a tragic origin story you know but like the, those moments you know where we see we see the whole the struggle within where like steven like mark got to talk to steven Steven got to tell him, hey, it's not your fault. Peacemaker was just like, I'm going to shoot you in the head. Yep. And his dad is still talking to him in his head. Yep. Eesh. Those sorts of things will do that to you. Eesh. Yeah, it's... uh. All I know is that this mom- this this episode was more emotionally riveting than... Every MCU sh- MCU episode of television we've gotten since WandaVision uh, episode eight in terms of just a heart wrenching sadness. You know, there have been moments that have put a big smile on my face and made me mm. cry tears of joy every once in a while or made me tear up and make me feel sad for the character. But man, Wanda reliving all of her life and Steven and Mark living all reliving mm. all theirs. There was a certain structural thing that was very similar about mm. those episodes and the, yeah. the, the the way they went about doing things. The only and, moment uh, I'm thinking is like when Bucky 
doesn't turn into the Winter Soldier like for the first time. Like after See, and these the are different. And like you it's know, a, like it's a, a moment. The Falcon um, and the Winter Soldier had a few had like yeah. a few of those moments where I like cried and was just like, This is beautiful. Mm. But it was never like this is so fucking sad. I feel so bad for this person. Like Wanda, it was, oh my God, I can't believe she's going through this. Mark, it was, oh my God, I can't believe he had to go through this. Steven, same thing. Uh, Bucky, it's like, thank God he overcame that. Uh, Sam showing Isaiah Bradley his statue in the museum. That's a, oh my God, thank goodness he fucking did that. That makes me so happy. Mm. You know, so there, there, there have been on the flip side of the coin, those things that make you go, wow, good. And you know, Loki had a few, uh, few really sad moments but uh you 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 generally knew those things i don't know like there was, knew what there was, was coming it was just like when he was watching his life you know and he sees his we, mom die and it's like we we know these things happen you we, know he's we watched just these. experiencing them for the first time yeah um so yeah i mean this i mean by far the episode of any Marvel TV that's made me cry the most was this one. Um, Ooh, yeah, for me, still second. Still second to WandaVision really episode 8. Interesting. Ooh, man, I had a rough time with that one when it came out, man. That one was like, tough. I, it was tough. But like I I'll just I'll just never forget her going to the spot where the house was supposed to be built oh. falling to her knees with the letter in her hand that said to to grow old with the heart around it. Ooh. Man, that shit tore me to fucking shreds. Okay, uh, so I don't know if any MCU thing will ever get me the way that that did. That like it's gonna tough. be, that's that's gonna be a while. And if they can achieve that again, props because that one hit me. Mm. Uh, and then she just lets fucking loose, gets Westview up in that hoe, creates Vision. Goddamn, my boy. Ah. <sighs> But this episode was certainly a close second to that. Uh, been, been a little over a year since I experienced that from an MCU show. You know, I've uh, been been waiting on waiting on something to make me feel the way that this did, uh, and therefore I don't I don't think it can be anything else but a five out of five in our our enjoyment category. Yeah, yeah I mean, emotionally resonant. And and for the you know I don't know of really you know of any happy moments here. Um, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Visually, you know, there were some cool shots. Like the field of reeds was cool to see. The Gorgeous. the boat just going through everything. The the sky was like golden yep. and blue. It was like ah, so be- you know, like um. So I guess moments like that were like kind of like a nice like ah, okay, you know, like. Ah, now I'm I'm not feeling so bad. You know, I can look at something beautiful, but mm. man, yeah, I, I mean, this is not a an enjoyment of like I am so happy that I watched this episode. It's like it's a dead poet society yeah, enjoyment, exactly. Where you you get to the end and the kid is spoilers alert committed suicide, and you're like bawling your fucking ass off. You're just like, God damn, I need to appreciate the things I have. Mm. And man, this does this does that too, you know. Uh, so I, I think it's it just hits you in a way that resonates so deeply 
that it has to be a five out of five in terms of your enjoyment. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm right there too. Be an interesting genre for this one. It's very supernatural. I mean, we are in the Egyptian afterlife here. Um, so I mean, it doesn't get really more supernatural than that, but there was, I mean, the only action we got was whenever the very, very end, whenever they're fighting off, um, like, and I'd say this wasn't, this wasn't even close to an action yeah. episode. No. And like, I don't think it was, it would like to be defined as such. Uh-uh. Uh, this was a supernatural drama and as far as. As that is concerned, I think the supernatural elements of this episode were hitting every bit as hard, if not harder, than every other episode. And the drama reached a point that it hadn't hadn't priorly reached. Mm. This is definitely the highest in the genre category, too. I think this is uh, with, with ease. In fact, uh, I, I say this is—I say this is in that four nine or five star five star range. Mm-hmm. I think that. Uh, I mean, for a just, Marvel show, what more could you really ask for here? You right. know, like, um, I guess, like, what aspect of this episode could have been done better? Um, they didn't go. They didn't, and I mean. I, I like the MCU being lighthearted, and I like it being fun and comedic. This was far and away the best episode. Not a kid's show. Like, and what did it have the least of? Mm. Comedy. Mm. They went for a lot more jokes in every other episode. They realized, especially in this one, that was not the tone. They were like, don't make jokes here. This is not the time. Yeah, like, people are always like, you know... Marvel is childish, like, for kids, whatever. And, like, at the end of the day, yeah. But, like, this episode, like, I don't know if I would want, like, my kid watching this. I don't know. Like, if if I had a child, like, I don't know if I really want them watching this episode. Like, you literally see Mark put a gun to his, like. To his chin. Yeah, like, ready to pull the trigger, ready to die. You see him relive all of this abuse that he lived through. Like, I don't, like, I don't see this as a children's show. Um. Like there's nothing childish about this episode at all. No, yeah, my uh, I'm gonna have to ask Griffin what he thought about it. You know, he's mm-hmm. uh, he caught up between episodes three and four, and has been watched four last week. I don't know if he's watched five yet, but uh, I'll have to see. I'll have to see how my twelve year old brother mm-hmm. is feeling about it because uh, he's loving the show. Mm-hmm. He, he he really really enjoys it. Uh, I'll be interested to see if because for my money, this will be the one that he goes. I was it was okay, mm. you know, because it 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 is focused on making you feel things. Uh, it's it's not fun. Mm. It is not a fun episode of television. Uh, he'll probably go. It was, man, like <laughs> some mm. shit like that. Like I don't really know how I felt about it uh, because realm... it's it's hard for a kid to comprehend any of this. Mm. Yeah, like this. I don't know. Like I. I'm very curious on how, like, if this will be, like, the episode we go to, um, like, kind of like we say, like, Loki episode five, uh, how it was, like, just the most complete story, you know, uh, I guess a lot of action happened there, a lot of cool things happened in that episode still, but, like, WandaVision episode eight, you know, like, 
you go to that episode, it, not necessarily the season finale, even though what happened in the season finale was much more crazy than what happened in the episode before. Um, so I wonder like when this is all said and done, if this is like the episode that we'll pick out and be like, this is what this show, like this is the, the creme de la crop of the show. It will be. Um, mm. I don't like, I'm not, um, my hopes are high for the finale. I'm tapering them like fucking crazy. Mm. So, uh, I don't think we'll get a finale that was as good as this episode because we never have. The second to last episode of every MCU show has always been superior to the finale. And it's always made me go into the finale going, fuck, we're going to get fucking whopped. And then at the end of the finale, I go, man, uh, it was good, but, uh, so I'm, I'm going zero expectations hmm. next week. I'm going, they're going to hit me with what they're going to hit me with. I'm going to go in blank slate and we're going to see how this goes. Hmm. Um, so I guess ringing it back to to John. I mean, we were four nine kind of at the floor here. Uh, are you comfortable giving it the five? Um, like, is there anything they they could have improved on drama wise? Um, I don't. Uh, no, no. Like this was this was exquisite drama. They did extremely well. The only thing I was thinking about was maybe the supernatural side of things. Like, sure, we get this whole Egyptian afterlife going from place to place. But I was like, what more do we get? Oh, we got a room full of the people Marcus killed. We got the uh, the Egyptian duad souls coming to life and trying to tear them away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to tear them away from the boat. Uh, we got we got a few things that were like, uh, like, oh, yeah, that's. That's supernatural. There's no other way to put it. Uh, By the way, they call it just the uh, the realm of the duat is this this plane. Just the uh, the realm of the duat. I just wanted to to uh yeah. I guess that's just the the underworld. You know, that's the Egyptian underworld. I don't know if that's equivalent to their their afterlife, like the the you know. But yeah. Well, the realm of the duat sounds like their hell. That's what I thought. That's so I, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I maybe um, a couple seconds behind there. Um, um, yeah, an afterlife, not the afterlife. You'd be surprised how many intersectional planes there are, like the ancestral yeah. plane. Yeah, so they don't. I guess they don't. Yeah, the intersectional plane, as in like the dead can convene with mm. the living, because that's what T'Challa and uh, Killmonger do. They go there and they see their ancestors. If these are intersectional points, the living can visit. It's just a matter of getting them there. Hmm. And I mean, like, I don't know exactly the rituals to get you there, but uh, the way they buried them in Black Panther seems pretty achievable via sand. Hmm. So maybe maybe something to maybe something to think about there with Layla potentially like uh I read somewhere that you can do this. Wow. Mm. <laughs> uh and then she just <laughs> she goes for it. But uh yeah, I go I go five out of five in the genre. I think this mm. was a suit like this was exquisite for a supernatural uh drama. Like it and heavier on the drama side, mm-hmm. you know? Uh because they uh 
more so than any other episode, nailed that. Yeah, I'm comfortable. I'm I'm right there too. I mean, this is I feel like definitely the strongest episode of of the season so far, without question. Uh I guess the episode before was nice and it was awesome. Um but like, here's what I will say. The reasons episode four fucked were different, vastly different than the reasons episode five fucked. I did think episode four was more visually creative and distinctive. Oh yeah. I thought the soundtrack banged a hell of a lot harder. Um, we got, I mean like this isn't like props to Oscar Isaac. He absolutely bodied, bodied everything in this episode. I have no gripes about the acting, but we got more performances in the last episode from Layla, from Harrow, from a lot of characters. So there, there was a, there was a lot that lent to last episode being so highly lauded. Mm. This episode, it is solely stories and performance for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're, yeah. Visually, I do agree. Last episode was, was just so cool. So it, it was unique. A different realm, so yeah, it know, was like, a, they, they did it, you know, like we were griping about the visuals before and then like they hit it with that episode. And then I, yeah. And like it's, this wasn't a huge step down or anything, mm-hmm. uh, but by, by any means, you know, there were still, there were still plenty of, uh, good looking shots. But I remember at the end of the last episode, I could tell you, go look at this shot, mm. pause at this moment, do this. Mm-hmm. This, it's kind of the environment they're in is pretty, what you're seeing is generally, generally attractive. Um, and, and I don't, I don't mean to say that like there weren't pretty shots. There certainly were. There were a few interesting camera choices, like, uh, when they ran from the, oh, they ran from somewhere into the realm of the duet on the boat and the way it trans, transferred them from one place to the next. They used like trees as like the breaking uh, point. It was, they were on the road outside of their funeral, like the mom's funeral. Yes. And then they like, yes. oh, they gave to Osiris and they, yeah, yeah, ran into it. Yeah, that that was, cool. that was yeah, that was cool, you know. Uh, but I I wouldn't say it was like a jaw dropping shot. It was just an interesting choice visually, mm-hmm. and uh, so I I do go roughly on the same level as last one. You know, we've uh we've discussed how we hold story in a little higher regard. So I probably will end up giving it a bump mm. uh, as compared to last week. Mm. Uh, this probably is a four eight five as opposed to a four eight. Uh, because as much as I, I love visuals and I love a soundtrack, uh, you can hit me with a story that knocks me on my ass and performances that do it as well. I'm gonna hold that in a little bit of more special place. Mm. Um, and it's not like the visuals took away, you know, it's not like I'm like, Oh, visuals ruined it. Soundtrack was bad. No visuals were cool. Soundtrack was as, as tight as, as it's ever been. Uh, it's just, uh. Guess I, yeah, I wasn't really thinking of the visuals or the soundtrack here. I was just like so into the story that I was like, oh man, this episode is just amazing. Like it's, it's amazing. Like I, Absolutely. even though I'm in tears and I'm like emotionally like very sad, like I'm, I'm still like, oh wow, like this, this has just been such a good episode. And like mm. the second rewatch, like knowing what happened, like is, oh, is insane. Um, I don't know. I think this will be, I feel like I'll probably watch episode four 
like just more just because like or maybe like one i feel like one and four will be the ones that i just revisit like months down Mm. the line just like if i want to watch you know an episode i feel like i'll watch this all the way through though i feel like i couldn't just watch one episode and just be like all right that's it um Uh, you know that that makes sense you know one uh episode episode one and uh and four they were the most distinctive episodes of the series to this point uh visually uh storytelling wise uh, up and up until this mm. of course uh for the storytelling side of it but uh yeah i remember I, I think those episodes just had a lot going for them otherwise mm. and it'll be interesting to see how uh how the next episode stacks up against these so far you know we've got a Got a 4.3 overall in episode one, uh, 3.92 on episode two, 4.33 on episode three, 4.88 last week, which I was like, hey, if they top it, I'm highly inviting that. And lo and behold, 4.95 out of five stars this week. Damn. That's pretty good. That's a damn good episode of television. Uh, There's no doubt about that. It was... uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with Oscar Isaac. You simply can't. Like, for, you know, like, episode two was a 3.92. The reason it got a 3.75 was because Oscar Isaac got 3.75 of those points. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, uh... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's... I don't know. This is my favorite role that I that he's been in for me like out of Poe Dameron out of in Dune um Apocalypse I guess you know another oh yeah um this this one is I don't know it's not a movie which is interesting you know a movie star that I I like very very much so in in a tv show but these aren't really tv shows I don't like on the on the yeah we've we've discussed that before you know it's uh these are movies broke up into six parts, and that's the reason this episode hit a little harder. Is it doesn't doesn't quite fit that mold specifically. It 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 gives us a little more on its own. Uh, hmm. But yeah, that's been the big fault of this series through the first four episodes was just the come on, get me there a little more, man. Uh, Any last minute predictions you want to put down? All right. Oh, I'm a guess that we uh we start next week with uh Layla. It, like it'll uh we'll catch up with what's been going on with Layla and Harrow in the real world before we see Steven and and Mark. Like in all actuality, you know, we might like open on silence and it's just like it like pans up to show Steven's body and it's like frozen in air and it's like oh heavy moment cut to black boom Mm. then it shows us what's been going on you know like uh i don't know it'll be interesting to see uh yeah beyond that i don't really have a prediction i just think we like i think we start with that sort of catch up on the on the real world side of things you know what we've said it since episode three that amit was coming next episode i'm gonna predict that Amit comes next episode here. We'll see Amit. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, and you know what? We've also been predicting it since episode three. We're meeting Jake. Yeah, I mean, we got to. 
We got to, right? We got to uh, meet Amit. We got to meet Jake. Maybe hey, and Dr. Another prediction. <laughs> hey, and I, I mean, another prediction we made in episode three. Maybe Layla temporarily does become Moon Knight. Maybe all of our episode three wow. predictions become like a little true just in the finale. I guess we'll have to wait a week to see, though. We shall indeed. And I will tell you, as much as I've enjoyed watching the episode day of and then recording day of, um, it makes the week a hell of a lot longer. Indeed. Yes. Uh, you know, whenever we used to format it like, watch the episode, record a couple days later, watch it in a couple days after that, it was a lot easier waiting than uh, yeah. than the full week we have to wait for it now. Yep. Um, These weeks feel quite long in between. Um, they do indeed. And, uh, you know, I've, I, I said it after episode four. It was the first one that kept me to the point where I was like, I cannot wait for next week. This one did it again. I'm I'm absolutely ready for what's to come. This back half of the show has just been flooring mm. in comparison to the first half uh, thus far. Uh, so we'll we'll see how the finale goes. But uh, other than that, I ain't got I ain't got much else to say. I'm ready. I'm ready for this finale, man. Mm. Yeah, I think I've said it all. Um, scanned the the RF fight. RFID thing again, just to make sure it was oh, yeah. still lead into the comics. It still is, um, still didn't change. Um, but yeah, um, I think, I think I've said everything that I wanted to say as well. All right. All right. Then I think that to be that with that, we conclude the penultimate episode of the moon Knights watch. This was the penny bloom podcast. If you would, Head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find over 24 hours of exclusive content, including three hours from just the month of April. Uh, we had so much content this last month, and we'd love if you'd go and check that out. As soon as you sign up, you get access to all of that content, all 24 hours of it. Plus, it's like 28 now. I don't. I, I just stopped counting after 24. That's enough. Uh, More than a day. Yeah, like uh, we got over 24 hours of content. I don't like it could be 36 for all I care. I don't know. I'm going to say over 24. Um, but yeah, so head over there. Patreon.com slash C-O-R-O-B-L-O-O-M. All that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on at all. Uh, it's a it's a massive help. And then uh, if you would follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. If you're fucking with me and Joseph, come back here for our Friday episode uh, where we usually are doing uh, our 52-year journey through film every Friday. And we're topping off the month of April with 1987's classic spoof film, Spaceballs. Mm. Uh, it was uh, it was definitely a much-needed uh, you know, break from our serious analysis of movies such as, you know, Aliens, The Breakfast Club, Scarface, Blade Runner, The Shining, Taxi Driver. We've had weeks and weeks of awesome content with only more to come mm. uh, as the year goes on. Uh, so Spaceballs this Friday. Uh, and uh, if you're if if you're here and we know you like comic book characters, it's an episode about Moon Knight uh, ongoing right now. 
is our top 100 comic book characters. Part two was this past Monday. Next Monday will be part three. So we've got the bottom 50 released for you now available. Uh, and the top 50 is still soon to come. Uh, and I believe on Monday you might get one the titular character of this here show we're talking for my list. Mm. Uh, he'll 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 come in, in part three, Mister Moon Knight. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to all y'all hearing that. Uh, like I said, this was the Penny Bloom podcast. I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Oscar Isaac. <laughs>